Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 41 in the book of Romans, chapter 8. And this is episode 41 of Be With Me. We're going to ask three big questions today. The medium question is, who are we? The small question is, who is it that's against us? And then the big question is, who is God? So who are we? We're going to find out that we're a people who are in tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, uh, nakedness, danger, and violence. That is, we're out of ease. We're out of comfort. We're out of peace. We're out of food. We're out of clothes. We're out of safety. And we're out of nonviolence. And we find ourselves um, out of the good regard of a group of people. The second question, the little question, who are accusers, who are, we have a group of people who are against us, who are accusing us, who condemn us, who charge us, and even uh, have some uh, jurisdiction over our bodies to kill them. But the big question is, what is God like? And the, the cool thing in the passage, the big take-home point, is that God is for, we have a God who has given up for this group of people. Listen in with me. This is from Romans chapter 8. Open your Bibles, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So think about these three groups of people. We have God, the accusers, and us. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against us, against God's elect? Excuse me. It is God who justifies. Who is it to condemn? Jesus Christ is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of the God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. So three big questions. Number one, who are we? We're a people who are you know, being killed. We're a, person, a group of people who are out of ease, out of comfort, out of peace, out of food, out of clothes, out of safety, and out of non out of nonviolence, we're in the sword, being killed, being persecuted by a group of people, uh, find us in conflict, uh, in a, being accused and being condemned and being charged and being killed. But that's all bad news. But the good news is, we are a people who God is for, and specifically, we find out all these characteristics about God. And the, and the one that we take home today is, is we have verse 31 is God is for us. What shall we say then? If God is for us, who can be against us? So he goes on and on about how God is for us. Verse 32, he didn't spare his own son. He gave him up. Now, I love my sons, but would I give them up? So he's he's saying, I, I love you so much in a, in a category that we, we almost can't even imagine it. That's why the, the story of Abraham and Isaac, where Abraham, you know, is willing to, to sacrifice Isaac. It's just, it's kind of un, un, otherworldly in a way, as is the father giving up the son, giving up a part of himself, giving up a part of the Trinity as a sacrifice for our sin. 
So he's a giver. He's a giver of all things and ultimate things. He's the ultimate giver. Verse 32, he's a gracious giver. That is grace, definition of which is giving more than we deserved. Verse 33, he's an elector and a, and a uh, justifier. And he keeps miscounting justification is God doing bad spiritual math, and that is miscounting things in our favor and miscounting things that are supposed to be in our in our debt and sort of forgetting those things and putting them behind our, our back. <clears throat> Verse 34, uh, we find that the Lord is born Christmas Day, died and was raised, so this incredible power. And then we find him not... Uh, on the sidelines, we find him at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. We have a God that intercedes for us, again, for us. That's the big uh, uh, statement in the uh, take-home point for today, is we have a God who is for us. Verse 35, uh, unseparatable love. We have this lover of that is perfectly unseparatable from all these things, from all from his people, even when we're doing hard things and even up to the point of martyrdom, we find that he is for us when we are for him living our life or as the case is the example that's given here is in our death. So he is especially and specifically and ultimately for us when we are terminally, fatally for him. So then we have to ask, well, what about the accusers? Even though they're used as a foil to make this conversation here, we find that they're just, who's against us? Who can make a charge against a, a group of people, us, who have a God who is so for them? So who's, who can be against us? Who can charge? Who can condemn us? Who can separate us? Who can kill us? Who can regard us as slaughterable? It just reduces them to nothing. So who are we? Again, we're people who are out of ease and out of comfort and out of clothes and out of safety. And who is uh, God? Who who are we? The most important thing is we are a people Ford F O R dash E D. That is God is for. We are people Ford. <coughs> we are a people who God is for. So who are my accusers? They don't even merit mentioning. So the big take-home point today, in my opinion, is we are a people who God is for. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Answers nobody. So I am of a people, I am of a people who God is interceding for. I am of a family that is justified before him. I am of a church who has this unseparatability from the love of God. In short, I am a person who God is is for. Let's pin that on our chest today and remember it as we go through our day. I am a person who God is for. I am a person who God is for. Thank you for listening.